Department of Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Kim. And I'm Ted. Welcome back, people. So I got something fun for you today. Oh, I like fun. Me too. This was suggested to me by a friend, and I had never heard of what it even was before I looked into it. Uh-huh. Although many people have, <laughs> and probably people with kids are going to be a little more familiar with it. Uh-huh. But today... Sports stacking. Sports stacking, you say? Yes. Do you are you already familiar with what this is? I only have a passing familiarity with it. Well, anyone can do it. It's also known as cup stacking or speed stacking. It's an individual and a team sport, and it involves stacking nine to twelve, nine or twelve, because there has to be okay. a specific number. Right of these special cups in predetermined sequences as fast as you can. Uh-huh. And I mean fast. Okay. It's attracted kids. They actually teach it in PE. Back in 1981, a guy named Wayne came up with the idea. He was working with children at the Boys and Girls Club of Oceanside, California, And he took out some paper cups to try to keep the kids busy and Uh ask them to stack them as fast as they could. Okay. And it took off like crazy pants. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It became so popular that in 1990, just nine years later, it was demonstrated on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh, wow. Remember him? Uh Uh-huh. And at that point... Through the roof. Wow. Became a national sensation and has stayed such ever since. That's insane. I mean, they must be doing it really fast for it to... Because, I mean, I've stacked cups and it's not that exciting for me. All right. So let's clarify what stacking is. Okay. To me, the best comparison, if someone just can't visualize what we're talking about, Uh is like a house of cards. Okay. You know how there's a base and then there's another level. You're building a pyramid. I got you. Basically, right? So you're taking cups when it started, just regular paper cups, but now they have special cups. I'll tell you about that in a second. Yes, exactly. And you're just arranging them in these pyramids and taking them back down at incredibly fast speeds. Uh, Like some of the competitions are over within like 1.8 seconds. Wow. Just wild absolutely wild coming up in a little bit i have a world record holder Uh named william orell who's going to tell us a little more about the sport but Uh i want to give you a little more background to paint the picture first okay so they're they're taking the cups they're making a pyramid of sorts and then they take them down to straight stack yep and then just incredibly fast speeds i cannot emphasize that enough so When they were first building out the sport, they realized that the cups kind of stuck together. Right. So they needed to design cups that were more Ah. appropriate. So now there are official sport stacking cups. They're specifically designed to prevent sticking and allow the competitor to go faster. Uh They have like reinforced ribs on the inside, which help them separate better. And the outside is slightly textured to allow a better grip. Uh The insides are really, really smooth, so they Uh slide past each other well. And the cups have one to four holes in them to allow ventilation so they don't get suction cupped to each other. Ah, Can you still use them as cups? Probably not the ones with the holes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, most cups have one hole. 
That is true. <laughs> One giant hole at the top. Yeah, that's what it makes a it a cup. Yeah. A lot of the participants actually train with weighted cups. Oh, cool. So that when it's time to compete, they feel so much lighter and uh-huh. they can go that much faster. Yeah, neat. It is still commonly played in PE, which, okay. gosh, I wish that's what we sure. played instead of dodgeball growing up. <laughs> it's just so much nicer. Uh, but that I can totally see how that's a great way to learn dexterity and to yes. build dexterity and ha- high-end yep, hand coordination. That's easy for me to say. <laughs> they actually did scientific studies on it, and they have found that the participants learn cooperation and by dexterity uh-huh sure and eye hand coordination one study from the university of wisconsin confirmed that sports stacking improves hand eye coordination and reaction time by up to 30% wow and they claim that it utilizes both sides of the brain uh-huh. which there's not too many things that do right. so i mean we want to we want to build both sides yeah. don't we and i didn't Consider the ambidexterous part of that. And yes. I didn't know if I said that word correctly, but you have to use both hands. Yes. Yeah. Are you at all ambidextrous? Um, somewhat, yeah. I mean, I can snap with both, both hands and I ride skateboards, snowboards both ways, kind of. So That's really cool. What's your uh, dominant hand? Right. You're, that's really unusual. Mm-hmm. Most people that have a little bit of ambidexterity uh-huh. lean towards the left. And they've learned the right because, you know, there's so many things in the world that aren't geared towards left-handed people. Right. Let's not even talk about that. (laughs) Let's not even get... Let's not even go Don't even get me started on scissors. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I'm a little ambidextrous too. I can twirl baton with both my left and my right hand. I can only write with my left, but I can cut with my right and cut with my left. And I bat lefty or righty. I only throw righty, which is weird. Oh, right. And I play ping pong with both hands, which huh. you well know. Yes. I, I guess on the ambidextrous scale, I'm probably more than most, but not as ambidextrous as you are. We'll, yeah. we'll go with a scale of one to 10. Yeah. You're a two. Uh-huh. I'm a four. Okay. And then there's people out there that yeah. are tens and they're just Those people writing with both hands at once uh-huh. and probably eating with their feet or something <laughs> because they can do that too because they're just incredible, you know. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of people who are incredible. Yes. Let's get to William Orell. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about me some more. No, no. This is William Orell. He is a world champion sports stacker, and he has accomplished incredible things in his young life of 20 years. My name is William Orell, and I am a world champion sports stacker. I am currently the world record holder in the cycle stack and the 363 relay stack. So sports stacking is basically a sport that involves stacking 12 specially designed cups into various pyramids at very rapid speeds. I've watched the videos online. It's amazing. I want to watch one in slow motion because it is impossible to see what you're actually doing. You move so fast. Yeah, when it's done in tournament, to make the times official, the times are filmed and then reviewed frame by frame to make sure that everything is according to the rules of sports stacking. So let's tell people some numbers. How much are you moving within how short of a period of time? Well, a cycle stack involves somewhere around 40 moves, and it takes me around four and a half seconds to do it at my fastest speed. (laughs) That's amazing. How old were you when you got involved with this? 
Well, I started back when I was seven or eight years old because we learned it in our PE class. My teacher, Miss Umberger, she was super passionate about the sport. And so she ran tournaments every year. She had a sports stacking club. She taught it in her class for a long time. And so me and my friends kind of just caught on to it and kind of like competed against each other back then, had fun with it, practicing all the time. And that's really where I started. And how old are you now? Right now I'm 20. And you're in college to get a pretty serious degree, right? Yeah, I'm at Washington Lee University. So right now my plan is to study philosophy and animal biology. I'm very much studying right now. And like I haven't been practicing sports stacking at all for the last few months. I've only been going to a few tournaments and still doing pretty well. Tell me what a tournament's like. Okay, so a tournament generally is a um, usually involves somewhere around 70 to 300 stackers, depending on the size of the tournament. And so pretty much everybody gets there around 8 in the morning, starts warming up. We have a preliminary round where we do all the individual events, the relay events, the doubles event, and that narrows down the field of competitors. And it's, it's all based on age division, who makes the final round. And before the final round, there's usually a head-to-head relay event where we do the 363 stack and the cycle, and the various relay teams compete against each other to see who can be the fastest team. And then in the finals round, we do all our individuals and are basically ranked based on speed. That's usually the general structure of a tournament. Do you have a preference between the relay team and the individual? Um, I would say that I prefer relay, like head-to-head relay and stuff for fun, but more for the competitive side of things. I enjoy the individual event. If someone wanted to get involved, how do you learn it? So the best way to learn sports stacking would probably be to watch some YouTube videos about like instructions on how to do it and really to watch a lot of faster stackers and kind of study how they do it, like their various styles and stuff, because most stackers have a different style compared to others. So it really is about personal preference, and you really should try a lot of things out. And you travel for competitions, right? Yeah. um, This year, I haven't really been too far, but I've been to Baltimore, Atlanta, and Greensboro, North Carolina for tournaments. Or not this year, but at least this stacking season, the last few months. What was it like finding out that you were holding the world record? I was really excited. The first world record I ever set was back when I was only 13. So I was shocked out of my mind. I got a cycle time of 5.86. Back then, it was the world record was only 5.91. And wow. I really couldn't believe that I had done it. <laughs> what did your parents, what do your parents think of all this success? Um, I think they're pretty shocked. Whenever we first were buying me cups back when I was a beginner, they saw the price in the cups. They were like $30, and I thought it was a lot of money to spend on stacking cups. I thought it would only be a little phase in my life. So Little did they know. Yeah, so then they bought me them, and then I practiced continuously um, for years, basically, and then ended up where I am now. That's amazing. So I'm assuming there's been some prizes involved in your life, right? Or at least some trophies? Oh, yeah. Like at every tournament, I get tons of medals and trophies and stuff like that. Do you have them on display anywhere or do your parents? They're on display in my room, mainly because I don't have anywhere else to put them. I have so many. I have probably at least 150 trophies and then a huge (laughs) box of medals. Oh, my gosh. Um, Is sports stacking mixed gender or do you only compete against guys? It depends on the event. The doubles and relay events and head-to-head relay events are co-ed, basically. But then, like, for individual events, uh, there's a male division and a female division. 
the thing that I like most about sports stacking is the stacking community because it's made up mostly of people who are very um, talented and supportive of each other and everybody. It's a very positive environment to be in. We all support each other. And even when we mess up at tournaments, we still, you know, we comfort each other. And when we succeed, we congratulate each other. It isn't like a toxic kind of competitiveness. We all are very supportive. That's absolutely wonderful. And there's an official organization, right, that tracks all of this? Yeah, the World Sports Stacking Association, com. Right on. And if somebody goes to that website, what can they learn? Can they find out how to compete or where to go to watch a competition? Yeah, if you look under the tournaments tab on the website, you can see a list of all the past, future tournaments. So you can take a look and see if there's any tournaments you want to go to that are near you. Thank you so much, William. I really appreciate your time and congratulations on all your success. Yeah, thank you. How about that kid, huh? That's amazing. Young man. Sorry, 20 years old. That's a man. Good for him. Who would have thought Stacky would have taken him so far? That's great. When I look at those videos, there is something almost peaceful about watching something move that fluid Uh and fast. It seems like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you watch it in slow-mo? We could get some cups and we could try it. Yes. And that would be in slow-mo. Yes. 100% accurate. So Ted Ledoux, that is sports stacking. All right, Ted, you want to start the calendar this week? So this weekend, May 11th in Austin, Texas, we have the fantastic, the amazing, the puntastic O. Henry Punoff. You guys hopefully remember episode number 13. That was one of our most popular episodes, you know. Great episode, great event. Yeah. Hilarious episode, smart people. If you're in Austin, go. If you are not in Austin, get to Austin. And if you want to learn more about it, go back and listen to episode 13. This takes place at the O. Henry Museum right in the middle of downtown Austin. Yep. You know what else is going on this coming weekend? What else we got? On May 12th is the Kinetic Kid Classic. The Uh Kinetic Sculpture Race is something that we covered in episode number three, specifically the Kinetic Grand Championship. Oh, this is the kids' version of that. Exactly. Same people who put it on have made an effort to do this for kids. And it takes place in Eureka, California. And it looks not only cool, but adorable. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Do you think the course is probably shorter? It looks like they might go around like a little parade circle. Okay. They don't go over the sand dunes and through the river. Yeah, so do you remember with the Kinetic Grand Championship... There is that amazing race, but Uh they also have the parade the day before where they kind of just go around town. I think that's what the kids is like. Uh, They get to build these amazing moving sculptures, rideable moving sculptures, kinetic sculptures, if you will. if you will, and I will. And then they show them off in downtown. That's awesome. Good stuff. All right. What a great weekend to do stuff. And if you people in our world have a wonderful thing that we should know about, you should let us know. Podcast at gmail.com is the best way to get in touch with us. But if you prefer Facebook or Instagram, Instagram, whatever you like. Yeah, we'll take it all. Thank you, Cadillac Jones, for lending us your music to use on this podcast. We appreciate you guys immensely. Well, thank you very much. That's all we have for this week. Till next time, people. Goodbye.